Welcome. <laughs> I'm not going to even attempt this one, the intro this week, so I'll leave this one to you, Alex. Um, nothing to say for me. I just really enjoyed your intro last week, so um, more of the same, please. <laughs> you can't criticise my intro and then not be willing to give it a crack yourself. Um, it's episode 14, everyone. I don't know if we've got any listeners left. Um, but if you're out there, thanks for tuning in and here's to another 14, eh? Oh, uh, good stuff, mate. Uh, <laughs> thanks for listening, Jacob, the stick man. <laughs> All right, let's, uh, let's get straight in to the basketball. Hmm. All right, NBA, massive week for points. Yeah. I don't, I can't remember seeing a week of NBA where players have put up numbers this big. Yeah, there were some fucking big numbers this week. Unreal. And it's like, you see these numbers like rarely in a year, but to see them all in one week, uh, it's pretty fucking incredible. Yeah, absolutely. It started with Embiid getting 70, which was the career high for him. I don't know if that was the franchise record. I'm assuming it would be um, for sure. Philly. And he got that against Spurs. Wemby in that game as well put up over 30. So um, not a quiet game for either centre. Yeah, same right. same day you had Cat. Carl anthony Towns got 62 in a loss to the Hornets. Yeah, that um, sucks. Imagine. 44 and a half. Wow. Looked like he was going to, yeah, get into the 80s. Um, and, yeah, we'll, we'll get into his because I think his is particularly funny. And then this weekend we had Luca and Booker on the same day. Luca put up 73 franchise 73 record. 73 points. For the Mavs and Booker 62 for the Suns. Um, Mind you, Booker backed it up today with 44 as well. He's been unreal. I think, like, before that 62, he put up a 50-point game as well. Yeah, he's turned a corner, hasn't he? It seems like Durant's took his foot off the scoring and Booker's just yeah right there on it instead. Ridiculous numbers. I just want to add, uh, Doncic didn't just get 73 points. He got 10 rebounds and 7 assists as well. So it was 3 assists off a um, a 73-point triple-double, which would have been... That's wild. Yeah, wild. That's Wilt Chamberlain numbers, isn't it? Yeah. That's the crazy thing. Whenever they pull up, like these blokes have wild games and you go, wow, this is incredible. And then it shows you Wilt Chamberlain's done it 58 times before him. (laughs) It's so disheartening. Like that guy is not real. Yeah. I kind of wish I grew up in that era to watch, you know, Wilt Chamberlain in that era because he just dominated like there wouldn't have been anyone like him in the game no just playing against plumbers yeah part-time librarians 100 percent. surely it's more impressive the players doing it now because you know it's it's a probably a more level competition yeah he must have been just like if you plucked an nba player out of the league today that's dominant and put him into like the i think he was in the 70s was he um, yeah, I think so. Just popped him in that era, um, playing against a bunch of Carmens out there. 
Mate, I would have put up 70 points in that Mickey Mouse league. <laughs> anyway. Um, but yeah, I wanted to get into Cats just quickly because A, they lost to the Hornets and he got 62 in the loss. Um, <laughs> and B, he was benched in the crunch time. Yeah, because he just kept taking shots in the last quarter and missing. <laughs> I've never seen such a disheartening 62-point game. Yeah. Like, the bloke got mad numbers and was benched for the most crucial minutes because he was just jacking up shots. At the at the end, I don't know if you saw, like, the press conference. The, they asked the coach, like, what do you think about Cat's 62-point game? He's like, he's like, he was taking the worst shots in the last quarter. Like, he didn't, <laughs> he didn't acknowledge the 62 points at all. It was just like... He he lost us the game pretty much. <laughs> That's, it's so wild, isn't it? This this yeah, duck juxtaposition to like his personal individual in, uh, performance against the team's loss and his shocking decision making. I love that, but yeah, fair fair play for sixty two points, even in a loss is yeah. Wild, but you know, supposedly people were telling him on the bench what Embiid was on, so that's why he was oh, jacking really? up shots, like because it was the same <laughs> night. So I think he was trying to outdo Embiid. That's hectic. <laughs> Just getting benched in the process. That is, yeah, that's hilarious. Um, and I love Luca and Booker's on the same night too, pretty much playing the same time. Because they hate each other. Like, on the court, they have a great rivalry. So, yeah. you know Booker would have finished and be like, wow, I must have scored the most tonight. And they'd just show him a picture of Luca getting 73. <laughs> yeah. Like, he'd be so mad. Like, well, if, you were, if they were looking at each other's scores during the game, I think, like, Booker had, like, 29 in the first quarter and Luca only had, I think he had, like, 14 or 15. So, Booker's gone, yeah, I've got him here. And then... Doncic just exploded. Yeah, wild. Doncic, I, I did watch a lot of, of his performance and it was pretty pretty amazing. He just looks effortless, doesn't he? Mm. Like it, it it looks he looks lethargic when he plays. Like he looks like yeah. he doesn't even care, but the shit he does is unbelievable. Well, I think that's a good sort of segue into what I was gonna ask you next, because I wanted to get into do you think anyone from the NBA currently could get, we'll, we'll say 80 plus, because I know Kobe got, was it 81 or 82 yeah, in a game? Yeah, I think 82, yeah. Um, so I'm wondering who you think could match that. Like, Is, is that it, the record? No, Will, Will's obviously got like 100 plus. Oh, he has? Oh, fuck. Yeah. Um, I think of the modern era, Kobe's 81 or 82 is the record. Um so yeah, so out of the modern crop of NBA players playing now, who who do I think's most likely to potentially get a hundred? Yeah, who do you think could could put eighty or a hundred up on that day? Like well, if all things went well. Clearly any of those four players we just mentioned. I don't I think it's more of a fluke from Cat. Yeah. Um but um Embiid could genuinely do it. Um yep. Doncic always a massive scorer and Booker is showing at the moment he could fucking do it this year really if he doesn't stop um I don't know I've always thought like a player like like Dame could could have a game like that where he's just on fire from three well he got in the 60s last season so he's, he's been around it yeah um 
Gilgis Alexander is like sure, potentially yeah. going to get up there at some point. He he can. The thing with him, he's consistently in the high thirties, like forty point games. I'm just waiting until he like yeah just goes completely Explodes berserk. Yeah. Yeah. What what about Draymond Green? <laughs> <laughs> Mate, if you're counting punches to the face, he'd be getting hundreds every week. 70 fouls. <laughs> um, yeah, who else? I don't know. I mean, I, know. Look, I think you touched on it before, but Luca uh, is the obvious candidate for me. I think because he, he can shoot from outside and in. Yeah. I yeah. think that's pretty important. Like, I think he got to 73 in 15 or at least 10 less shots than MB got 70. Yeah, that's crazy. So that's pretty impressive. I think Embiid had like 44 shots on the night, which yeah. that's just, I don't know. At what point is it just, I'm going to take every shot? And I guess that's what happened with Cat. Like he started playing silly. Because um, two of those, like Booker's 62 and Cat's 62, are both in losses. So mm. how how positively did it even impact on their team's performance? Yeah, true. I like like cat well cat's perfect example really of like you can be hot all game but you know you, you let it get the better of you and you're shooting in the wrong at the wrong time it doesn't mm. matter how well you've done previously like you you still yeah. gotta, it's still a team game at the end of the day is what I'm trying to say so yeah i think um tatum is another one, and and Edwards, another one from the Timberwolves, are, are two candidates who I could see on their day getting red hot and just scoring eighty plus as well. Yeah, I think that's good criterion. Is like players that can hit three pointers consistently and do it at the rim too, have yeah. that versatility. They sh- shoot outside and inside. I think gives them um, the best chance to 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 hit that hundred. Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't doubt Tatum hitting that for sure. And Edwards is just electric. Uh, we've touched on it before, just watching him play. Even if he scores 15 points, it's like the 15 best points you've seen. Yeah, he's he's such a cool scorer, isn't he? He is. He, Very you talk acrobatic. about Doncic being effortless, and his looks kind of the opposite, where yeah. it is effortless but really spectacular. Every point is like acrobatic, like jumping in the air and twisting his body, like reverse layups. Like, yeah, he's just so fun to watch. Yeah. And they say he's like Jordan, and he definitely is playing like him at the moment. Mm. Yeah, he's got a bit about him, hasn't he? Um, and speaking of how well people are doing, let's get into the All-Star starting team, shall we? That was announced in the week. Yeah, it was. So All-Star weekend's coming up. Uh, is it first week of Feb? <sighs> yeah, one of the first weeks in Feb. I, I can't remember the exact date. Um, but do you want me to read out the starters they were announced? Yeah, so I'll just let everyone know who doesn't know. Um, NBA every year have a week. Is it a whole week dedicated? Yeah. It's like a weekend, but they get a week off. Yeah, okay. So they have a week break and they call it the All-Star Weekend where they um, essentially get all the players from the league to come to a different location every time. I don't know where it's held this year. Indiana. Uh, Indiana, yeah. Yeah. And they do like an all-star game uh, where the best players in the league voted by um, the fans, uh, players, and I think a panel of like... Media. Of media, yeah. Yeah. Um, So they choose the the best players in the league and then they play in a game against each other from the West Conference and East Conference. Um, That's right, yeah. 
and they do a bunch of other like fun games like they do dunk contests and three point contests and skill, skill contests yeah. they do like rookie um tournaments as well like with the first year players things like that so yeah it's it's a fun it's a fun weekend it's 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 fun to watch as a as a basketball player and i think the um the players enjoy it as well Fun to watch as a basketball player. Ah, uh, sorry, as a basketball that, fan. As is a basketball that how fan, you're describing yourself these days, is it? <laughs> Fucking hell. Sorry, as a basketball fan, <laughs> I shoot hoops here and there. I guess I am technically a player. Um, anyway, no, uh, you were dominating an under five foot six league. <laughs> I've always waited for. Uh, sorry, I am waiting for a competition like that to open up. I'll be straight in. <laughs> but yeah, I'll get into the starters from both teams. So these are the only ones that have been named so far. And like you said, it's uh, the highest voting out of the fans, player votes, and media votes. Yeah. Um, so you've got the East. You've got Yanis, who's captain. No surprise there. No. Embiid. Um, uh, Tatum, Halliburton, and Lillard. Mm. Uh, I think Halliburton's probably the most surprising, but not really based on what we've seen from him this season. I would say probably Lillard's the most surprising, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, fair. I think Lillard was one of the lower votes um, from yeah. the players, but I think fans and media had him higher, so yeah, okay. he, he made his way in. He was joint with somebody else. Who was it? He was joined with someone else, and because of the fan vote was higher for Lillard, he got in. Uh, was it Mitchell? It might have been Donovan Mitchell. Because I would be putting up a massive case for Mitchell to be starting point guard. Yeah, honestly, couldn't tell you. But, yeah. uh, no, Brunson, sorry. it was. Oh, Brunson. yeah, yeah, Brunson would be up there as well. Surely. He was the one who was joined with. So, yeah, yeah, I th- I'm kind of surprised at Lillard. I love him, so I'm happy to see him there, but... Um, I don't know if it was on merit that he got in this year. Yeah. Brunson's probably been better. Overall. Yeah, I think based on point guard output, Brunson has been a better point guard. But yeah, yeah. like you said, lovely Lillard, so happy to see him in there. But right. Great great to see Halley in there. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and then the Western Conference starters, you got LeBron James as the, the team captain, Kevin Durant, Jokic, Doncic, and Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Shea getting his flowers, which is great to see yeah. as well. Yeah, that's a um, they're two fucking serious teams. game. Who wins that? Yeah, like not because obviously All Star. It's a bit of a mess around, a bit showboating. Um, but if those two genuinely were two teams, who do you think would win? Probably the Western. I think just the balance of it is is really really good. Yeah, there's a lot of people in the Eastern one who are very ball dominant. Um, Whereas you got people like Jokic, Doncic, um, and even LeBron, who are probably f- past first. Yeah, um, I Doncic, can all share the a bit ball. less so. Yeah, but yeah, yeah M- Embiid and Giannis is is a tough one because they both have the ball a lot and yeah. score in similar ways. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think if it's a serious game, West Western win. Um, I touched on Brunson before, but anyone who you think was robbed there, not being a starter. I think I think Donovan, Donovan yeah. Mitchell, um, I don't know robbed, but I think he has all right to to be in in the starting lineup for the Eastern Conference. Um, yeah, 
Uh, that's probably the big one for me. Um, yeah, I can't can't really think of. I was thinking maybe maybe Fox um, in the West. The I think Fox I think if really you good. base Fox on the first twenty five games, hundred percent. Yeah. I think the last few games have. Yeah, probably probably not helped his case there. Yeah, Booker's another one in the I think, West. I think Sabonis has actually been hard done Sabonis, by. Sabonis, yeah. I don't know where you put him with like Jokic and, um, well, Jokic starting center there. You wouldn't you wouldn't put him in that team just because it doesn't make sense. But I think he's got every right to to plead his case to be in there. Yeah, fair. Edwards is another one who you could say probably deserves it, but again, it's hard when there's only five players that get picked. Yeah, well, uh, next week they'll be, um, well, not this week actually. So next week we'll be able to um, let everyone know what the the rest of the team looks like and the reserves. The reserves will be announced. So all the players that make the team. That's it. I think all those players we mentioned surely get get um, <clears throat> get a spot on the bench for those sides. Yeah. Yeah. True. Um, yeah. Keen to keen to watch that one. I love the three point contest. Not as big on the game. Um, I like the skills challenge as well. But yeah. that'll be cool to watch soon. All right, let's... Um, oh, wait, we've got a couple more quick things to get through. Yep. Um, oh, yeah, so a trade, another trade happened. Is the trade deadline closed now? No, no, it's still open. So I'm still expecting a couple of moves because it was fairly quiet. Um, but Terry Rozier moved from Hornets to Heat in quite yeah. a good acquisition for the Heat. Yeah. Um, they sent Lowry and a 2027 first-round pick the other way. Lowry has since been bought out of his contract, so he won't be playing for the Hornets at all. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, good for the Heat, I reckon. Very solid. Yeah. All right. Get... I think they improved that point guard position definitely. Um, it's a strange move in the sense that age-wise, you're not really changing anything. Like you, 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 uh, you're giving away an old player and getting an old player in. But I think Rosier is is definitely going to give more than than Lowry has been anyway. Yeah, I think Rosier has more output at this stage of his career. He was having a great season for the Hornets, um, by all accounts. But yeah, nothing crazy. I don't think it makes them significantly better, but probably an improvement on what they had. Yeah, for sure. Be Saying that, to... they've been dog shit since getting him. Yeah, they have. I think it might just take a bit to, to gel. They've, got, they've had lots of injuries too. Um, so I think they'll sort it out, and you know Heat, they're they're a playoffs team, so they're just waiting for the playoffs to fucking explode. Yeah, that's it. And I think by playoffs, Rosier will have gotten accustomed with their style and and their plays and stuff. So should come good by then. It'll be um interesting to see where Lowry ends up. Who do you, who do you see picking him up? Who do you think <sighs> needs a Cole Lowry, a re- veteran guard? Be cool if you went back to Raptors. Yeah, that would be cool. I, they could kind of use him actually. Yeah, I, I could see him. I don't know the money-wise whether he could go, but like maybe like a Lakers off the bench, bit of mm. control for their point position. Um, Suns, maybe? Do they have a point guard off the bench? Um, yeah, that that could be a good shout. But yeah, I, I don't know. There's nowhere obvious to me, but um, not Hornets. Mm. No. <laughs> Would you take him at Nets? 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rosie is 29, by the way, so quite a bit younger than Larry. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Okay. Well, scrap what I said. <laughs> Edit that out. I'll take Rosie out of the nets. Um, moving on, we've got no more trade news, but there was other news in today or today and a couple of days ago. You had Pistons beat Thunder today and Spurs beat T-Wolves. Um, both teams at the bottom of their respective conferences beating teams at the top. So Yeah, that's yeah, hectic. Giant killings. Um, shout out to them, Pistons and Spurs. Uh, the next thing was Bucks firing head coach Adrian Griffin. Mm-hmm. Uh Kind of surprising. Uh, he had a 30-13 start, so it was doing pretty well. I think they're second in the, in the East, and they've since hired Doc Rivers. So don't really know how Doc Rivers continues to get these jobs because oh. he's not really done much in the finals of late. But yeah, He's got quite a resume, though, and I think he's very well loved by players. Yeah. But, um, yeah. but yeah, surprising, though, that they sacked Adrian Griffin. Like, that is a... Good record. Yeah, I've heard Yanis had had sort of fallen out with him at some stage during all the Pacers stuff um, and lost respect for him and was checking himself into games and not running plays that Griffin was calling. So yeah, I suppose right. once you've lost the respect of a star player like that, it's uh, probably close to the end. Yeah, that's so weird, hey? That's, that is weird. Such an NBA thing. Yeah. yeah uh, you don't see that in other sports. No, yeah, I don't really like that, that it's very driven by the stars. Um, yeah, but fair enough. Well, good luck to you, Adrian. Hopefully you find... I'll I'll tell you the Nets, to be fair. Yeah, I think he'd get another job. I don't think he'd, he'd struggle too much with that, but bit of an odd one for him. Shit, shit one to have on your resume when you've actually been doing all right record-wise. I'll take him out of the Nets on the court. Yeah, put him put power him forward. Power forward, mate. <laughs> Unreal. <laughs> All right, let's get into the the last little bit here, which which I had a giggle over. He's probably one of the most controversial NBA players in the league. Uh, He's had a rich history of the NBA, but uh, talk us through why Tristan Thompson has been suspended for 25 games. Um, He's actually just taking a break because he wants to focus on keeping up with the Kardashians. (laughs) Um, no, he was. He's been banned from playing for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, he's been suspended without pay for 25 games, violating the terms of the NBA anti-drug program by testing positive for ibutamorin <laughs> and Psalm LGD4033. Isn't that the name of Elon Musk's kid? Is that yeah? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, that's the fucking make of my TV. <laughs> Summer, what a treat it is in Croatian food. <laughs> oh, fucking now, Tristan, eh? They're both like legal steroids, apparently, but not legal in the uh, <laughs> NBA, apparently. Um, but uh, yeah, I think players should be allowed to take steroids. How good would it be seeing everyone just smashing <laughs> records? I think we've had a conversation about this before, but like there should be alternate leagues where like players can choose to to, to go on um, what's it called performance like, enhancing drugs, oh, and like it's it's sick. allowed. 
<laughs> That'd be so funny to see. Imagine a separate Olympics where blokes are running fucking 100 metres in six <laughs> seconds. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be so entertaining. We probably shouldn't condone that because I think it's not healthy, but yeah. No, they're just dying straight after the race, but <laughs> they win gold. <laughs> fucking hearts weigh 10 kilos after that. Jesus. Um, but yeah, he's he's gone for 25 games. And I he was actually in rotation, so uh, probably a small loss for the Cavs there. But uh, oh, he's actually... Silly boy. I think he's picked up his game, though, this year. Like, he was actually playing a really solid role off the bench from what I've seen. Yeah, especially with Mobley out, he was getting good time. So, But, like, um, the poor bloke, I think he's, like, mid-40s. <laughs> Like, I think he's just like, I just want to stay in the league. Like, I can't move anymore. <laughs> You'll take him at the nets. Mate, I think they just saw him in the change rooms with his fucking Monday to Sunday vitamin box and went, nah, what's going on there? <laughs> yeah, Adam Silver's all over it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, un- unlucky, Tristan, but good stuff getting yourself in the controversial spotlight again you couldn't stay away for too long that's it yeah um but that's it that's my nba rap for the week fully sick man <laughs> good stuff all right let's uh move into um creation word of the week Did did I listen back to his segment last week? Do you play it for him? Um, I played it for him and he couldn't hear it. So <laughs> that makes two of us in. So yeah, that was a fail on in that regard. Um, all right, let's get up this week's word. So we have another another little uh, message from did the. All right. Cool. Is this how he's going to work up the courage to finally get on here one day? He will. Yeah, this is a little slow progress for him. All right. Are you ready for this week's word? Go for it. Let's hear it. The word is Mrzovolyan. <laughs> Mrzovolyan. <laughs> they don't get easy to pronounce. These nah, words. He asked me, he's like, do you want simple word or complicated <laughs> word this week and i went the complicated ones are the most fun so <laughs> fucking is he also doing the voices for the meerkats on the compare the market ads? <laughs> <laughs> oh that's simple shit <laughs> simple um all right so mrzovolyan what what are you what are you, what are you thinking didn't we have one that was ended in golyan before yeah vragolyan Fragolian. Is Dude. it what was Fragolian again? Just tell the listeners I remember obviously. <laughs> that was Lad or Larrikin. Larrikin. So is it a similar vibe? Is that a clue? No. Nah, oh. Not at all. Do you so, remember last week's word, by the way? Sveznalitsa? I do, yes. What did it that was, mean? It was uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> Fuck. I can't remember it. I knew you'd ask. Uh, I should have listened back to it. Spazna listener. (laughs) (laughs) I can't remember. Thanks to all our Spazna listeners out there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's a World War II gun, I think. I don't have a clue. Oh, you idiot. It's smartass. That's right. Or someone who's all-knowing. See, I was actually just being a smartass then. 
All right, Mirzavoyan. Mirzavoyan. Is um, can you give me a category of word that it might be? It is an adjective. An adjective, which is not a doing word. No, that it's a describing is a word. Description word. Um, it's got to do with someone's mood. Oh, if melancholic. You're, if you're Mirzavoyan, yeah, kind of. You're mis- miserable. Mm, not, not, not miserable, but you're in the right. Depressed. No, not, not so emphatic. Oh, um, you're a bit sad. Correct. What, what, what do you think it is, Leroy? Correct, Leroy. <laughs> Um, he's sad he wants his dinner he's like fucking get off this thing (laughs) nah alright you've had too many chances it means directly translated it means morose morose I don't even know what that is in English it's like it's like gloomy you've got like a gloomy disposition or you're in like a a bad mood gloomy bleak sort of a mood yeah, right. Can it be gloomy weather as well, or is there no double meaning to this one? Well, yeah, you could say the weather has a gloomy disposition to it, so the weather could be mrzavolyan. Right. But it's, yeah, I think you more use it for the mood of someone. Okay. Well, uh, mrzavolyan. Well, that's a good way That's a good way to remember it. Mrzavolyan, yeah. miserablyan. Yeah, so you could say this section of our podcast makes me and the listeners miserable and <laughs> <laughs> Leroy agrees. <laughs> Leroy, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you see him behind me? Yeah. Like a fucking bad smell. Do one, mate. Croatian dog of the week. <laughs> Dalmatian. Mrzovoljan. <laughs> Mrzovoljan. And what's the mean? Which means in bad mood mm-hmm. or anglesky uh, uh, morose. 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 Mrzovolyan. Mrzovolyan. Mm. That's a tough one. That's a good one. Eh? <laughs> bad mood or morose. Yeah. All right. <laughs> the, um, yeah. Let's, um, let's move on out of Croatian Word of the Week. What do we got next? We're going into EPL, um, so hit that sting. Alright, sting's been hit. We are in EPL, but it's not really EPL this week, is it? No, welcome to... The week that was, and also the week that wasn't, because nothing happened in the EPL this week. Um, there were League Cup games. Chelsea v Liverpool has been organised as the final after mm-hmm. Liverpool beat Fulham and Chelsea beat Middlesbrough. Uh, and it was FA Cup weekend as well. I think Who, Liverpool won again. Just yeah, well, into the next it's round. A Mickey Mouse Cup, and it. Um, <laughs> but. I wanted to shout out Maidstone, who yeah. are a, a National League South team. So we're talking Premier League, Championship, League One, League Two, National League. Sixth tier on the Fuck. English pyramid pyramid of football. And they beat Ipswich, who I believe are League One or Championship. I think they're Championship. 
championship so some scout for them and that is what makes the fa cup such a glorious thing um seeing these teams that are not expected to win and get these big fixtures uh and beating the big sides so yeah that's yeah, six, shout out sixth div beat a second div team that's yeah that's insane unreal you don't really get that in any other sport do you um no nah. this opportunity to to play like weird teams and they end up winning so it's okay. like it's like a a high school footy team beating an AFL team here, really. To yeah, you couldn't do a cup, could you, in the AFL? Nah, duh, maybe. I don't, there would be a lot of teams, yeah, but I, suppose, I don't. Yeah. I think it would be too big a discrepancy between the teams, though. Like a not, non-event. Yeah, AFL would demolish all local sides <laughs> well but you'd think that about like premier league and championship teams wouldn't you and it does happen occasionally yeah i think i think maybe snfl or vfl waffle teams could give a bit of a run for an afl team but i don't i don't think it would be <laughs> yeah yeah leroy agrees <laughs> fucking age it's going bananas on he's He's really taken his chance to show it. Fucking hell. But yeah, that was a big story from the FA Cup this week. Uh, Liverpool did progress this morning against Norwich. Man U likewise went through. So um, nice. still in the earlier stage of the FA Cup, nothing to report. Um, and there is a bit of transfer news. Calvin Phillips went to West Ham from Man City. Yeah, Thoughts right. Yeah. I think a good move by him. I think he never should have left Leeds. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, he gives himself an opportunity to to play again and to be to be a star again, really. No idea why he went to City, especially now. Uh, well, no idea why Shh. City signed him. Well, surely money and, like, good depth player for them, really. Like, if they had injuries in the midfield, they can slot in a, a star. Yeah. I'm but, guessing they thought he'd be better than he is because I've seen loads of quotes from Guardiola saying things, fucking <laughs> hell, things like uh, he was never going to start for us and um, his weight has been an issue and stuff like that. He's publicly called him out a few times, so I yeah wonder why the fuck they signed him. But yeah, they must right. have seen someone that they thought would get from him and they didn't. But I think he was shine at West Ham, a good landing spot for him. Yeah, um, for sure. I think um, slots in that void that Declan Rice has filled, uh, left. So yeah, it is only a loan for six months with no like option to buy at the end. But I think we've seen his his days at City over. Yeah, um, and yeah I agree. C- City went and signed Claudio Escherevi. Um <laughs> He's not Italian. <laughs> Um, they signed him. He's an Argentine lad from River Plate, and they signed him for twelve point five million. Eighteen year old, could he be the next Aguero, following in Alvarez's footsteps? They seem to have quite the tradition with these Argentines now. Mm. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see see how he develops at City. Um, obviously, will be a quality player. So, but yeah, I don't know much else about him. No, I think he was in quite hot property down in South America, so it could be a good signing. And twelve point five million in in modern standards is pretty cheap. So it's a lot for an eighteen year old, though. To be fair, so it is, yeah. But if you see, be. there's always a price tag hiked yeah. up on it. So um, yeah, they're they're coached by Di Michaelis. Do you remember him? 
Oh yeah, Demichael- he, Martin Demichaelis. He played for City, right? Did he? I think. Yeah, maybe he did. He's Argentinian, hey? I think so. And yeah. I think that's why they keep getting him. Because I think he's got a connection to City. Ah, so. Okay. Um, yeah, I think he did play for City. Let me check it out. Quick. He played for a few teams though, didn't he? De Michaelis, Argentine, yeah, former professional footballer, played usually as a centre back. Um, he's the current head coach of River Plate, yeah, and he played for City in 2015. So, spot on the money there. Sorry about that. There you go. Um, finally, the big talking point of the week, <coughs> which get your tissues ready, mate, because I know it's a tough one. You're going to have to talk about it because I actually can't a glorious day for a Man U fan a when... bit, yeah just a bit of respect though oh alright um, a, a wonderful day for a Man U <laughs> fan on Saturday when the news came out that Jurgen Klopp will be leaving Liverpool at the end of the season um, what were your initial reaction shock yeah 100% I thought it was a joke and then I watched the video and I still hoped it was a joke. Well, Jürgen, we're here because you have an important message to deliver to our supporters. Would you like to tell them what that is? Ah, uh, yeah, I have to. Um, I will leave the club at the end of the season. Yeah. And it seems that it's not a joke. Yeah. Um, my first thought was, thank God, as a, an opposing, you know, team supporter, he's been a bit of a thorn in our side for a while, and it'll be nice to see Liverpool. It's the end of the glory days, isn't it? It's fucking brilliant, honestly, for a, a Man U fan. The the dog days are nearly over for us, <laughs> and you're just beginning with those. So, um, and I wanted to dus- discuss with you, mate, how. Jurgen Klopp has 100% underperformed. Um, and I wanted to get your thoughts on that. I will only talk about this if you're going to be serious and, and respectful. Well, let's be serious about it, right? Jurgen Klopp has been there 2015, I believe he came over to the Premier League to Liverpool, um, inherited a strong Come on, mate, team. tell us how many years that is. Just, just He's had nine just... seasons. He's in his ninth season as Liverpool manager. <laughs> Um, and he's not won enough. I'm just going to be blunt about it, and I'm going to get his titles up now. What's enough, mate? He has won one Premier League, FA Cup, League Cup, Community Shield, which we're not counting. He won the Champions League, UEFA Super Cup, and Club World Cup. So he's only won everything. Uh, three Mickey Mouses in there, Club <laughs> World Cup, Super Cup, and Community Shield, yeah. not to mention the League Cup, which yeah, Man yeah. U won last year, which so it will add some credit to it. So he's he's won everything, and that's not enough, apparently. Well, I'm saying with the team he's had and how competitive you've been, and I'm serious about this, you can't think that he's won enough. These are your glory days, mate, and it's over with him winning four decent titles. Yeah, look, if you look at what we should have won... <clears throat> then you, you're right. We probably should have won more than we have. But <clears throat> he has come in and completely changed our club. Okay. Well, I wanted to compare to Guardiola, who's been there a season less at Man City. 
Guardiola has won five Premier Leagues, mm-hmm. two FA Cups, four mm-hmm. League Cups, two Community Shields, a Champions League, a UEFA Super Cup, and a Club World Cup. Nice. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. <laughs> we'll call it twelve without the community shields and all the other stuff. So twelve compared to four. Um Okay. Yeah. I I would have gone in and won that at Man City. I don't believe that's correct, mate. I do not believe that's correct. Okay, yeah, that was you know, probably over the top that call, but um what I'm trying to say is comparatively Jurgen Klopp went into a club that was struggling, struggling financially. They had been in a very, very poor state for a long time. He came in and within the first year, you could see that this we were going to rise to the top again. And and we did. That's what he came and promised that he was going to win a league. And he did. He got Liverpool back to the promised land. And now we are one of the best clubs in the world again. And for that, he has been more than successful. He's done more than enough. No, he has, and I do understand that. I was obviously being a bit tongue-in-cheek. He has been a terrific manager of Liverpool and a thorn in in everyone else's side, so I appreciate that. But I do genuinely think you'll look back and think, like, I think we'll remember it more fondly than the titles sort of suggest it was. Yeah, yeah. But I kind of love that about him is that, I mean, we want to win titles, but just what he's brought to the game and to the EPL, like, he's just such a character. Yeah, and he I, is. He's I a think big German, annoying he, bastard. <laughs> and I'll take that as, like you saying that, I think a lot of um, people who don't support Liverpool still have a soft spot because of him, because of what he brought to the league and, and what he brings to football in general so yeah I'm, I I agree that there was more we should have won with that team that he built um, but I am so happy what we have done under him and how he has made our club like the people he's brought in what we stand for um, yeah I'm clearly emotional because I think he's a he's a very impressive person. So it's going to be sad to see him go. But I like that he did it on his terms and I like how honest he was. And, you know, there was no... It, it wasn't about money or anything like that. He just simply didn't think he could give um, what the club needed. And well, I yeah. respect that. And he's happy to walk away and, and put put us in a better position with someone that can come in and, and, and give us the energy that he used to be able to. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see who comes in. Um, who would you like to come in? Ah, uh, I mean, if I had a pick from anyone, probably Guardiola. Um, <laughs> I'd have gone for Guardiola. Yeah. Um, I think there could be potential that, Chavi's looking for uh Yeah, I saw he's going to step down from Barcelona. Um, I'd, I'd take Chavi. Would you? You know what I'd love to see at Liverpool? Gerard. 
Yeah, I don't think he's... fucking brilliant because he's shite. <laughs> he's a shite manager and that's say. where he deserves to be. Because like, he did sign him as that boyhood legend. Oh, he's a local boy. Oh, it's a romance. Yeah. Fucking six months later, see you, Stevie G. I don't, Slip on your way out. I don't think he's ready for that managerial role. I would love to see him there one day. But yeah, I think he's got he's got a bit more experience to have. Um, oh, I'll take G. I'll take Roy Hodgson back as long as he brings <laughs> as long as he buys Carroll and Koncheski again. <laughs> he probably still thinks he is Liverpool manager. That's the state of his fucking mind. <laughs> yeah, it is not fair to to make jokes about dementia. So I didn't uh, mention it. What are you dementioning? <laughs> All right, let's let's move on. Uh, R.I.P. Klopp. Well, he's not dead, but it, fuck, I'm grieving that much. But, it feels like he is. But Liverpool but, are their hopes of success are dead. That's great. Liverpool legend will go down as as one of the greats of the club and of the English Premier League and of soccer in general. So massive contribution, Yergi. Um, all the best, mate. Love you. Enjoy your bratwurst. Um, we'll see you in Germany as the head coach of the national team. Watch this space. All right. We are into... What are we into? What did you watch? What did you watch? That's a fucking great question to ask you, mate. What did you watch? you watch anything? I watched the tennis final yesterday. Nice. Let's uh, and I have sinned. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, good on Yannick Sinner, the very Italian-sounding Italian person, um, on his win at the Oz Open in what was a great comeback victory for him. Uh, and shout out to England who won against India in the cricket yesterday. Nice. Tough place to go and get a result, but we <laughs> did that. And West Indies, shout out to them. First time ever, India and Australia have lost a home test on the same day. Wow. Little stat for you. But what we did watch collectively was Blackfish. You mentioned it last week. I did. You perked, pricked my ears, and I rewatched it. Oh, so you've seen it before? I had seen it before, but I rewatched it to reacquaint myself with the themes of it, which is a documentary about orcas, killer whales as they are known. Um, can be, creatures. can be heard in songs next to drunk drivers and killer whales if you're a car seat headrest fan. Well, um, don't think any of our listeners will be, so... Well, it's a niche reference for our one listener. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, we watched it. It's a documentary well, about SeaWorld, really, and their um, dealings with orca whales. Very tough watch, especially as a, an animal sort of person, animal lover. We'll say, um, yeah, yeah. Sure, surely as a human though, with any sense of compassion, you find it hard to watch that. Yeah, yeah, I did. It was it was very tough to to watch and rewatch. I remembered how brutal it was as I was watching it, um, and just learning how intelligent a species uh, orcas are. Unbelievable, hey! How poorly treated they've been in captivity, and I'm sure you could say the same probably about any animal in captivity, but. Um, yeah, very interesting. Uh, learning about them. Um, but yeah, obviously very depressing as well. Yeah. So to give a rundown, um, it, the the documentary is essentially about 
how killer whales, orcas are exploited at SeaWorld for um, the shows, like the performance and stuff that they put on. So they, I think they're like the reason why SeaWorld gross so much money, right? I think they're like the biggest mm. attraction is yep. these killer whale shows. Um, so it's centered around that, the exploitation of them and actually how they've covered up some significant um, deaths or yeah, injuries mer- and deaths. Yeah, injuries and deaths caused by the orcas, um, which is which is what's interesting because you learn when you watch the documentary that orcas aren't innately violent; they're actually um, companion-based creatures. So, if in the mm. wild, there actually has never been a report of a of an orca killing a human. Um, but yeah, so you, you watch. Uh, during this documentary, how one of the orcas, I think their first ever one, was it? Tilikum? Yeah, well, they got him from a Canadian, like, equivalent of SeaWorld, um, where he'd actually killed a trainer there. Um, and then they got him, and they've basically bred him. Um, to, so most of the SeaWorlds now have, like, offspring of Tilikum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was, like, a, a yeah, a, like, um, their main breeding animal but um yeah you see um you see him in his like habitat and like where they keep him and stuff and just how cruel it is um Mm. and they essentially just explaining how how this mistreatment had um sort of developed into him attacking and killing um workers trainers yeah it was basically just highlighting how dangerous these animals can be in captivity uh, because they're not really getting all the the i don't know nourishment mentally that they need and stimulation that they need Um, yeah and they're kept in these small enclosures as we know and they sort of can lash out as intelligent as they are they can get really frustrated and this has resulted in accidents with the trainers um that have led to deaths so awful for all involved really because i don't think it's the orca's natural way as you said but they end up taking it out on on people around them and in their enclosures and stuff yeah that's yeah it's it's brutal to to watch and and hear about but it's like i don't know i could feel myself empathizing with with telecom yeah like understanding how frustrated he must be living his life like that and being separated from his from his pod um w- yeah and it showed like showing how they captured them and stuff like yeah, that yeah it's Bloody fucking awful. cruel and like uh, i don't want to give too much away but there's like a footage of when a baby calf is separated from the mm. mother and the pod how the whales like grieve and the sound that they make it's like it yeah. sends sends an absolute chill down your spine yeah they had the guy that was part of the capturing process there and he said it was the, the worst thing he's ever had to do in his life yeah and he, he seemed like quite an old school manly man um mm. so um yeah but i wanted to go because it's out in 2013 originally so i wanted to look at what has happened since then um it says 10, 10 years later and over 50 orcas remain in captivity worldwide, uh, 18 in SeaWorld Park still, 
they they SeaWorld said they would phase out their orca shows in 2015. The shows have returned, and SeaWorld continues their orca breeding ban. So, basically, when Tilikum died in 2017, they sort of did this breeding ban, and they said they were not going to breed anymore in captivity or anything like that to be used for shows and these entertainment purposes. Uh, so they are still enforcing that ban, but. Uh, not much has changed on the entertainment front. They're still doing shows. They were supposed to now only do it through uh, like no direct contact between trainer and orca. Mm-hmm. So I believe that is enforced. But yeah, they're still you know using these animals for entertainment, and something has to change. Surely, has there been any more reported deaths? In uh, I don't believe at SeaWorld there has not not that has been reported I could be wrong I haven't looked that up but I think with the the ban on being able to do direct contact would make that um, eradicate that a little bit or potentially more cover up mm, yeah as absolutely. you saw in the documentary definitely alludes to SeaWorld trying to cover up the the killings as accidents and not direct causes of the orcas so mm. I don't know yeah, to me, it's just it's upsetting to see not much has really changed. Yeah, absolutely. Um, interesting watch, quite a tough watch, harrowing um, the state of of the orcas and their enclosures and learning about how they're exploited for entertainment, but I feel like it's a ne- necessary watch. Yeah, definitely educational. Yeah. For sure. Um, um, yeah. All right. Blackfish for you. Yeah, next week... I'm relying on you finishing Boy Swallows Universe, yeah? Yes, I will definitely finish that by next week. It's a hot topic, mate. said it's, last week. <laughs> it's a hot topic, mate. It's talk of the town, so go to give the viewers what they want. Yeah, well, uh, we'll get into that next week, so watch this space. Beauty. All right, let's get into song of the week. Let's get into it. Song of the week then, Carmen. Um, I have been frothing the playlist as I've been driving around, so I'm keen to add some more tracks to it. What is your song of the week this week? Uh, My song of the week this week um, is... I was inspired by you last week. You mentioned this band when you were talking about the song um, that you put last week. Um, Yeah, you mentioned that they sounded like hippocampus which is one of our favorite bands uh, we've gone and see them live had the luxury to do that um so yeah i really wanted to to put them on this playlist and sort of give our listeners a an introduction to them because i feel like they're they're a really good band and probably not a band that's well known especially not in australia um yeah. So yeah, called hippocampus, which is the part of your brain that is responsible for memory, I believe. Um, yeah, I reckon you're right there. <laughs> could be. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, the song is called South. Oh, I'd have gone for Tuesday myself, but uh, South is a, a great track as well. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a good good song to introduce people to hippocampus. Yeah, fair. Um, and I'm also going to America, near Minnesota, where Hippocampus is from. I'm going to Chicago, a two-piece band called Frico, or Frico, F-R-I-K-O, and their track, Crimson to Chrome, um, bit of an indie rock anthem, as many of mine are, 
but it's a great track and again keen to hear it on the playlist nice is man um yeah quick quick song of the week this week then yeah that's it and let's get into everybody's favorite it's our it's time to rank Rankin! it's ranking time and uh i guess we're kind of doing it a bit differently this week it's kind of just Things we uh, love sarcastically at a public gym, and it's a bit off off the cuff. You've come up with this one, and I'm keen to hear yours. I don't know how different it is. I think all of our shits off the cuff, fucking favorite <laughs> pastas. But yeah, uh, no, this week I feel like is a it's a it's a big one. I think it's a a relatable one you know lots of people uh, are going to the gym these days it seems like the 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 trend the of our generation anyway um keeping fit mind body spirit um so yeah this is this is our list i haven't really ranked them to be honest but i think we can just go back and forth and mention some things that we like um from our experiences at public gyms Yes, and most people have had an experience at public gym, so they can relate to this. They're quite a sanctuary, aren't they? Yeah, a sanctuary for sorts. Fucking very, very uh, questionable behaviour. <laughs> and that's why I'm not a member anymore. <laughs> All right, let's. Uh, I'll, I'll kick us off. Go on, <clears throat> kick us off, mate. Um. Yeah. All right. Oh yeah. We haven't. We're not numbering them. Wow. This one's a good one. I fucking hate it. It's the old. Hey mate, you using that? <laughs> it's so annoying. I, I'm fucking mid set. Of course, I'm fucking using it. Get out of here, mate. Yeah. Come on and just taking it off your mid set. Yeah, that's a very good one. Uh, very relatable. Uh, what I'm going to go with is and it's quite a niche reference uh, the gym I used to go to and vacate um, on the daily obviously because I'm a bodybuilder uh, it had a boxing bag and I just thought not the place for it fellas uh, and ladies um, you'd be doing a set of deadlifts pushing yourself and you're getting twatted with this fucking boxing bag as some nomad swings it around usually you <laughs> Nah, never me. But yeah, it's always someone who like does not know how to box or have proper technique as well. So Absolutely, it's just... yeah. And it's not a dig at boxing. I think it's a great cardio thing to do, but I don't know if there's a place for it in between two squat racks. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. While old Alan with chocolate wrist fucking wax it. Uh, nah, it's a good one. I like that. Um, all right. What am I going to do? I've got the old <coughs> uh, <laughs> guys approaching girls asking if they need a spot. <laughs> it's always like the big bloke with his fucking tank top. And he's like, all right, love, you you need a spot. I'll help you there. And they clearly don't. They don't want anything to do with you. And the last thing they want is for you to come and ask them if they want a spot. I feel like that's a very personal reference because I have seen that happen a number of times uh, in the flesh and uh, we won't name it. We have seen seen people do that. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh. No, that is a good one, and it's always a bit awkward to watch, which is very good fun. Um, my next one, um, and there's a few. I'm gonna <laughs> go with uh, weights dropping. Oh. Uh, yeah, not a fan. I feel like if you can pick it up, you can put it down. There's always some bloke doing deadlifts, backs absolutely in pieces because they can't really do it. They get to their hip and that weight just drops onto the concrete floor. Oh, I can't stand that. Big racket. How frustrating is that? Oh, like you just don't need to do it. Just put it down. Yeah, agreed. Nah. That's what you're there for. Do both contractions, yeah? Yeah, well, I've got that on my list here, so let me check that off because that is a brilliant one. Um, one I've got is probably related to that in that it matches the the level of uh, obnoxiousness um, is grunting. Just Brody the old, grunting. the old heave ho between sets, but <laughs> between reps. I mean, it's just unnecessary. There is yeah, nothing is... in scientific literature that states <laughs> that a fucking grunt maximizes your output. Like it's no. just like no, you've no, probably. No. It's a good time to bring it up with the Oz Open just. Uh, <laughs> Been How played. did you know? That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> old Sabalenka doing her best gym impression as she fucking slams that forehand around. It's it's not necessary in tennis and it's not necessary in the public gym. It's not. It's yeah. There's just vanity to it, isn't it? It's just like look at me. I'm lifting heavy. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of that. Um, my one next. What have I got? Is unsolicited advice. Oh, you uh, fucking stole that from me. That is, that is a good one. It's usually from some bloke who stood far too close to the mirror, which is another one you can have for free. Um, <laughs> comes over and tells you how to squeeze your traps or your glutes entirely. Mate, you're going to have to get a bit deeper on that squat, I think. <laughs> They're always too uh, literal in their wording and usually have terrible form themselves. So <clears throat> that's my experience of unsolicited advice in the gym. Yeah, no, I've, I fucking, uh, yeah, beside myself when that happens. And this is why my dream is to have my own gym, which I know that you do. And I've always admired you for that. And oh, and amongst other things. Yeah. Um, it reminds me of a time <laughs> when I was at the gym and I fucking... You know those like padded, those padded things you can put on the bar when you're doing squats. Yeah, yeah. So I think I had, I think I had sunburn at the time. So it was, <laughs> and I obviously lift very heavy. So you know it was, it, it hurt to rest the, the weight on my back. And I've put that, um, I've put the padding on. And this bloke has just come out of nowhere, and he literally just appeared as I've put that on. He's like. It's, that's not good for you, mate. And I'm like, what do you, what do you mean it's not good for me? He's like, ah, nah, you, you, you can't do the proper form with that on you. I'm like, what do you mean? I'm going to be squatting and there's just padding. That is, it's actually very good for me because it's, is, is not uh, allowing the pain for me anymore that I was experiencing. That uh, is the annoying thing when you share a gym membership at the same gym as Cotton Eye Joe himself. Yeah, where, where did, did you, you come, come from? from? <laughs> Did you go? <laughs> oh, it's a good one. Fucking wish he square danced out of my life. <laughs> uh, the next one I've got is uh, the person who is lifting very heavy, uh, 
after being asked how much they lift and they just say, oh, it's just my warm-up set, this one, man. <laughs> uh, they're always 20 kilos less than what they could do if they were really trying. So um, shout out to those gym bros that do that. Yeah, uh, that is a good one. Um, I've got sort of in that same vein... And I've had it. I've I've been asked it before, but I just I hear it a lot. It's it's often like the the sentence you hear when like two blokes who don't know each other but feel like it's the thing to ask at the gym, um, and that's the old, "Hey mate, what do you bench?" Which is <laughs> <laughs> like the gym equivalent of like equivalent equivalent <laughs> equivalent equivalent of. Uh, whose dick's bigger? It's just, yeah. It's Have ridiculous. you seen Zion Williamson pronounce equivalent? Because that's nah, exactly nah, nah, how nah. he says it. He doesn't, it's not, equi- it's not equivalent that he says. Is it not? Nah, it's another word. But yeah. Uh, Lackadaisical. Lack- Lackadaisical. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Dear. But yeah, um, that, that one. That one is very annoying. Um, my next one, and I'll do it as a combo because it's uh, a bit of both. First one, not putting weights away oh, is, is a crime and criminal. it deserves a punishment um, that fits it. And the other one is taking weights off you mid-set. Um, <laughs> when you're doing the leg press and someone comes up and just takes five kilos off what looks like the weight stand, but it's actually <gasps> mid-set. How? It. There's just minimal awareness from... Most people at the gym, in there? <laughs> End up with one quad a lot bigger than the other <laughs> when that happens. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, no, nah, I hate that. <clears throat> All right, I've got, <laughs> I've got one more here, and it's, it's probably my number one, and it's the most infuriating thing as well. It's sort of similar to the, are you using that? But it, it definitely trumps that for me, and that's the... Oh yeah, can I just jump in for a quick set, mate? <laughs> <laughs> no, you cannot. I'm using this. Fuck off. <laughs> Usually happens to me when you're visiting and I'm trying to get a quick workout in. Can I can I jump in there, mate? No, Absolute honestly, it is just infuriating. Like just just wait, just wait. <laughs> I'll tell you what's worse is when you you mid set using the treadmill and someone has to jump in. <laughs> can, can I jump in for a quick K, mate? <laughs> yeah, no worries. They just get on me back. <laughs> it actually wouldn't surprise me if I saw that at a gym. <laughs> Fucking on the like bikes, uh, one pedal each. Oh, <laughs> How do you share deadlifts? Fucking one on each end. Oh my god, that's quality. Oh, yeah, very yeah. annoying when you're uh, asked to jump in with the boxing bloke because he hasn't got a bag and he just wants you to be the bag. <laughs> Oh, criminal. What else? What else we got? Uh, uh, my number one was, was, yeah, which we haven't really ranked them, but I just had the are you done with that because that is top draw, annoying level. Um, uh, but, yeah. 
Very good. Good I've, fun. I've, I've, just before we go out, I've actually thought of one. <laughs> and this is like, this is more entertaining. So I actually don't, I actually, yeah, quite like these ones. It makes you tie up the jib. Quite funny. But when you see someone <laughs> not quite using the equipment the right way. <laughs> <laughs> like you see those blokes like doing like neck exercises on the fucking... <laughs> Pulley machines. <laughs> I've seen a few of those. I'll tell you what's a great one for that. The cables. The cables make people do weird Yeah, things. yeah, yeah. They put their head in like the fucking oh, like... Oh, my God. The handle thing. And they're like doing neck jerks. Oh, people just doing supersets with the most random shit you've ever seen. Oh, um, so, oh mate. It fucking reminds me. I don't... <laughs> I don't know if you remember, but I think we were at the gym together that day and we're doing our exercise and we both look over and there's a fucking, there's a chick doing cartwheels. (laughs) (laughs) And like fair play to you if that's what you want to work on, but why are you spending 60 bucks a week doing what you can do in your backyard? (laughs) What are they trading for? Cirque du Soleil? And they were fucking horrible cartwheels as well. <laughs> I, I have seen a bloke uh, do a superset of like bent over row with a handstand. <laughs> <laughs> I kid you not. I kid you not. Uh, but speaking of those cartwheels, how is Dana? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shout out to my sister. Um, oh, like fair play to them for having the confidence to just whip out a cartwheel and... In the middle of a gym. Um, brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, but, you yeah. see some very good things at the gym. Um, and some of the trainers make you laugh as well, especially the one we had at, at Jets. It was, yeah, it was good value. He um, was great, yeah. But yeah, I never change public gyms because they're a sanctuary we all need in our lives, and that's why I left. How do you feel about showering at like the public gym? Uh, if they have showers, yeah. If you're at the water fountain, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> That's next. Oh, I'm waiting for that to happen. Oh, no, I don't mind it. I would do that. If I was like traveling in Australia, I'd get a gym membership so you can just get free showers whenever you need them. Use it for that reason and get a workout in. What do you mean if you were traveling? Like, if you were going around Australia, say you're living in your car or something. Oh, um, yeah. Because then you can go and have a shower and use the drinking fountains and stuff. Fucking bit of a nomad, are you, mate? More more practical (laughs) advice. A bit spiritual by you, eh? Be one with the land, but I'll take a gym. I'll take a shower at a gym. But yeah, not a fan of showering unless it's in the cubicle. Um, <laughs> no, I'm I glad. Just, it, it feels a bit weird getting your your rig out at the gym, but nothing that's new. Oh, to you, that's is it, that's one we didn't mention. Oh, I've got an honourable mention as well, actually. Do you remember that bloke that fucking when we used to go a bit later on, and he we'd walk in there and he had his shirt off. <laughs> yeah, that's that's nah, that's it's odd. That's not on. It's odd. Um, uh, the, my honourable mention was people who play music on their phones, like just on the speaker. Yeah, Have you ever oh, had that? that like is... no headphones. They're just doing bench and there's fucking two pack sat next to them. 
again, it's not really saying I'm here to work on myself, is it? No. It's, it's I'm your... I'm here so everyone can look at me. But yeah. Um that's that's our rankings for the week. That was, that was share fun share with us any you've, you we might have missed and that you've picked up on in the gym because I'm sure there's countless Plenty. stories such as cartwheel lady. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good fun. Um yeah, hopefully you think of a good one for next week, mate. Yes, I will. Um I will do that. All right, let's uh let's wrap her up here. Episode 14, In and Under. Thank you to all of you who are sticking around with us. Um, Yeah, it's been a hell of a ride so far, and uh, we'll uh, see you next week. See you next week, friends. Goodbye.